Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. I know, I can hear it. Uh, yeah, let me let me see if I can fix this. I might have to go. I might have to go off of this mic. Let me see how this works. Hold on. different uh crap i don't know how this is gonna work let's see um 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 let's see trying to figure out which which thing i'm gonna have to unplug (laughs) and we're ready now hold on Deal with the feedback for a second, folks, because I'm still like playing around with this software. Hold on, everybody. I think I do. I think I need just another input. Uh, I think I need another input. 
Let me check on something here. Uh, here's the thing. If I monitor you, Bob, I don't think anyone's going to hear you. But let's find out. I'm going to need you to, talk to, to count to 10 <laughs> starting now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Bob, start counting to ten. That's not working. I did. Well, crap. Were you counting to ten, Bob? Because I couldn't hear anything. Yes, (laughs) I was. I was counting to ten. Okay. Well, you know... I think there's a reason why most people do this on their phones <laughs> instead of through. I think uh, so. There must be. Instead of through a mixer. It sounded fine earlier, um, but maybe it's because we're going through a studio board or whatever. But anyway, give us a call a little bit later, folks, 347 We're going to be talking about kids in the martial arts. So, with that said, let's get on with the show. Let's start with birthdays. What do you have for birthdays, Mr. Bob? Birthdays. On 2-6, we have columnist and webmaster Dana Stamos. On 2-7, we have the, I don't know what to call him. I don't know what his title is, but he was the uh, creator of Kung Fu Femmes. Tony, how do you pronounce his last name? Ladati? Laudati? Laudati? Yeah, okay. something like that. Laudati? Uh, two, something like two that. 2-8 yeah. since Elaine Yamano. 2-9, my baby girl UCLA student Brianna Deal is turning 19. On 2-10, we have Gina Tatum and Basil Masters. On 2-11, we have Sensei Derek Brown. Wow. Very cool. Let me look to see what I have. Um, I forgot how to look on Facebook. <laughs> let's, let's see. <clears throat> the thing I like about this in software, though, is that I look directly in the camera. I sit off to the side like I did with a phone, and I can control everything on the computer. The only thing i got to deal with is the... Uh, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The feedback. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Well, I hope we don't have feedback uh, next week. What's that? I hope we don't have What's feedback that? next week. I hope we well, don't we have feedback be- next week. No, we shouldn't because we're going to be um, recording straight off of the big speakers. Instead of going through this. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, rather than going through all this, um, yeah. Okay, let's see here. Events. Uh, birthdays. Let's see, what are we going to see? We've got. the 5th, right? Yeah. Awesome. Not giving me a list of all of my birthdays. Anyhow, today you have to click click on calendar. Oh, okay. You already said Dana Stamos, right? 
Oh, wait, right. sorry. That's next week. That's next week. Huh. I don't. Why don't I? Okay. Dana Stamos. Who else do we got here? Um, on the seventh. Nope. I got nobody. Um. Oh, okay. We got uh, on the eighth. This is Byron Hartman, who is a um fellow Chen style Tai Chi practitioner. It's also Zach Lang's birthday. He was a a previous student of mine and of my master's teacher, Hong, in Tai Chi. And do I have anyone for the 11th? We've got Bill Evans on the 11th. And on Saturday, we've got Helen Aquila. She's having her birthday on the 11th. And, uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's it on my side. So for everybody... Having a birthday this week, this week is for you. Hola. Yeah. It's your birthday. We're here to party and sing to you. He's from me. Hope you are bueno. The fun will rain the whole day through. From the Gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains. We hope your birthday is excellent. You are another year older So perhaps you should be generally awesome Cause today is your day Hola You deserve a grand fiesta And later on fiesta And the best of everything Sí, señor Everyone having a birthday this week Make it a great birthday week all right, announcements, events. What kind of announcements do you have on your side, Bob? Nothing except the big one. Right. Let me take a look on my calendar here. Oh, let's see. Yeah, the first thing that showed up on my calendar is the Martial Arts Fifty Museum Telethon. <laughs> so, oh, I thought we were saving that. Here. Yeah. But we're not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go into it right now. Um, there's right. also another, there's also a seminar, a JKD seminar um, on the 11th as well, here at all, at the Filipino American Community Center. Um, and who teaches uh, Kundo? So that'll be a good one today, too. Um, let's see. There's also a. Uh, upcoming, also, we've got the Chinese Filipino Combat Grappling Club Seminar. Oh, Combat Grappling and Nerd Strike Seminar. Let me pull up the uh, let me pull up stuff about that. Quick. Um, let's see here. Ooh, that's quite that's quite a picture. I've got to show you. I've got to show you guys. This is funny. This Let's go over here and take a look at this. These people look like they're uh, like they're dying or something like that. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> look at all those choked out. Look at all those choked out people. <laughs> anyway, so um, this is going to be at the Kuntao Martial Arts Club. 400 Franklin Avenue in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, 19460 is the zip code. 
And it says, Kuchan Martial Arts presents a combative training seminar for Chifu Mattel Guru Dale Yeager. Um, he is FLECC trained, um, profiler. Uh, I have no idea what all this means. U.S. DOG, DOD, Federal Law Enforcement, SME, Instruct, H-I-D-T-A-S, M-A-G-L-O-C-L-E-N. I have no idea what that means. He's also a master in and a teacher in Wing Chun and Chana. So we're going to cover Chinese Chana fast takedown skills, nerve striking towards enemies, knife grappling, joint dislocation skills, and combative air suppression skills. Um, I wonder if that's just a different word for choke. And beginners or advanced students are welcome to attend. So there you go. I think that's the only, uh, the only uh, other event that I have. Um, and I don't have health news with me because I was messing around with, with all these tables and cords and mixers and, and trying to get educated on YouTube about this particular setup and stuff like that. So do you have anything for... Uh, uh, where are we at now? We're doing weird news. And <laughs> yes, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> no so idea what's weird going news. on. Weird, weird news. All right. Would you believe, would you believe that a burglar wedged himself into a window and could not get out? Okay, okay. I can't wait to hear about this. About this. A 47-year-old man's head was firmly wedged inside a small window with his knees placed on the sill as his legs were dangling out. So this guy's got his head going into this window and his legs are outside flapping around like a dead fish. <laughs> The, now, this is really funny because the police arrived on scene, had to call fire crews, which took about 20 minutes to extract by chainsaw. <laughs> they had to cut this guy out of his house. Poor guy. <laughs> and the, he was charged with burglary. He pled guilty. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> this is too. I can't even make it through it. I because I picture this guy getting cut out of his house. <laughs> now, how how did he get stuck in the window? It sounds like the window he chose to break into was too small for his fat head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor idiot, I should say. <laughs> well, it's like, I'm, you're, you're you know, arrested I, I guess it's, Well, I, I guess it's nice if you break into a house and just hang around. <laughs> I'm just going to hang around. Don't go anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, stay right there. It's like, remember the one scene I think it was from, I forget which movie it was, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was holding a guy over a ledge. Oh, and yeah. he dropped him. And the, the girl in the car says, well, what happened? Arnold says, I let him go. <laughs> Literally. Oh, right. Literally. Do you have anything? Oh, my God. Do you have anything for entertainment news? I do. All right. This actually comes from Dana White. Anderson Silva just got one hell of a compliment from Dana White, who says the MMA legend is the Tom Brady of the UFC. White appeared on TMZ Sports show on FS1 and told us how proud he is of Brady, who's not just his business partner, but a close personal family friend. That's when he dissed out the ultimate compliment to Silva, essentially calling him the greatest of all time. If you look at what Anderson Silva's accomplished and how long he's been in the game and how he's carried himself, I'd go with Anderson. FYI, Anderson has the longest title streak in in UFC history, which included 16 victories and 10 title defenses. Dude's an animal, but he is as handsome as Tom. Dana weighs in on that, too. <laughs> so you're comparing Anderson Silva to Tom Brady with his hot model wife. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me do a double check here real quick here, Bob. Just checking, let's see. Uh, Janie, Janie was listening, and she's like, where is everyone? There's no sound. We have sound. So we have feedback, so we should have sound. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me, let me do a double check here. Um, let me get on my phone. I think I know what's going on. <laughs> if I put too much gain on this on? mic, if I put too much gain on this mic, I get feedback. Go figure. So let me uh, let me play with this for a second here. Test, test, whoa. I think that's a little bit better, I think. But, okay, why don't we do this? Let's go ahead. Whoa. Let's go ahead and take a... You know what I have to... What I have to do, Bob, is I have to turn down my my output. Let's do this, folks. Um, Let's go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about kids in the martial arts. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children. 
troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Okay, you're just now tuning in. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rita and Robert. And apparently, I don't know what happened to our live feed, Bob. <laughs> it seems... What, what's wrong? It had well, it seems that it had stopped. What's going on here? <clears throat> um. Yeah, it's not live anymore. Hold on, folks. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute the gonna mute this for a second here. No idea what's going on. It says I'm still streaming. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Bob, we're on. We're on what? Uh, 
nope, nope. That was an old one. That was a, I'm I'm, pl- I'm playing an old one here. Let's see. Oh, okay. Oh, wait a minute. Crap. <laughs> What'd you do? Oh boy, hold on, folks. Um, I I know exactly what I did. I gotta delete. I gotta delete this. <laughs> delete what? Okay, so on my page, on my page, I had shared um, the life. I shared what I thought was my feed. I shared the test video. And that's why when I looked on my page, I'm like, how come the video stopped? So now let me go back to my video. I'm still figuring this out, folks. This is so much easier on a freaking phone. <laughs> so much easier. Okay. <clears throat> let me go to – I swear to God, this is – Bear with me, folks. Still dealing with this. I'm going to probably use computer stuff because computers do everything right now, and I think that's part of the I, problem. I can't is, hear you. I said part of the problem is that I think my computer is, is, is doing everything. It's streaming. It's encoding to the stream, and we're broadcasting from Blog Talk Radio. So, oh, you think that's the issue? Doing well, too much? Yeah, it's like, well, my computer's being really soft. <laughs> so, let me do this. Go ahead and share our live feed. There we go. Let's share our live feed. And, oh, I did that. Oh, God, it had to be really, really. Really, really slow. Okay, let's try this again. Ah, I certainly might have to throw this computer out the window. Control, copy, and share. Oh, come on. Now, Janine is saying that the feedback is louder. Um, I don't know about it. <clears throat> I'm at a loss. But hey, <laughs> right now I'm gonna have to uh, turn down my headphones while I'm talking, and then when it's uh, then when I can hear uh, Bob talking, it'll <laughs> then we can go from there. Okay, so phone lines are open. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. We're talking about kids in the martial arts. Is your martial arts studio kids? And uh, so what you them, uh, mod up the curriculum a little bit. So give a give us 477-0699. Also talk about self-defense for kids and, uh, and all that. For those of you that might be kids, 
free call with the response, so it's a lot easier to find people on phone. Um, or you can comment down below here on Facebook. All right. So with that said, do we have anybody up there that teaches kids? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Boo. We might have to go off the air a little earlier. Um, but um, what about you, Bob? Have you ever taught kids at all? I I never got into touching teaching kids. Oh, God. I never got into teaching kids at all. I was always in adult adult classes. My instructors would teach the kids sometimes, but very seldom. Because remember, I grew up in backyard school. Right. Even with Mark Stewart, a lot of our stuff was seminars, and he never took on kids. And I, I personally, I've, I've seen it done. I don't, I don't think I have the patience for it. Not that I don't love kids, because I do. I don't think I have the patience for them like you guys do. Oh. <laughs> it does. It does take a certain amount, a certain amount of patience. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to agree with you on um, because I can't. Just talk like an adult. You have to you have to break it down to a core decision because what do people do? And I see this in a lot of teachers, some teachers out there. Um, what I see a lot of is that new teachers like to much And then, and then you can do this, and then you can do this. But then, if this happens, and you can do this and this and this, what they're doing is they're kind of proving to themselves what knowledge they have. But to a seven-year-old, <laughs> even right, right. adults teach. Yeah, I see adults teaching adults like that too. Or that, well, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, blah blah blah. And they're they're moving too fast, and they're just showing off. And it, you know, it, if that's what you do with an with adult classes, then don't teach kids. <laughs> you're not gonna make it. <laughs> um, but you know, is it is it is it their fault? No, it's because they're new. And. You know, unless they have the experience of teaching adults or kids, it's natural to kind of want to, you know, flaunt what you know and and say, "Hey, look at me! I'm a teacher, and I know what I'm what I do, and you don't, and I'm going to teach you. You're my students, and learning from me, and all this other kind of junk." And it's just it's, it's it seems to be that some people tend to play a teacher role too. And you can't do that to kids. They're not little adults in that aspect. So let's hear from some of our other Facebook friends on there. Janine says, or Janie says, I don't know why I keep calling you Janine, Janie. I have no idea. It's because I have a friend in the Philippines named Janine. Anyway, Janie says, amen on the patience. Um, Yeah, you need that patience because kids aren't going to get it. 
And I know, I know I've been there with adults, and I know you have too, Bob, and any other adult instructor out there, you know, come on, you know, admit it. You know, if, if some adult isn't getting a technique quite right in a certain time frame, you tend to go, wow, come on, a little bit impatient. I know I do, you know, still to this day, what I consider somewhat something somewhat simple someone else can't get. And you know what? I do catch myself sometimes saying, oh, my God, I shouldn't think like that because it's simple to me only because I've been doing this for 40 years. It's not simple to them. They've been doing this for four minutes. <laughs> but I have to remind myself of that. What about you, Bob? I mean, you know, teaching adults, do you ever get like that where you get a little impatient? Why aren't they getting it right now? What's going on? Oh, yeah, absolutely, until I realized I was where they were. Except sometimes yeah. I realized I was never where they were. <laughs> sometimes I'll pick up a stick just to teach them sticks just because I need some amusement. You can't see me rolling my eyes right now. geriatric crowd. I hand them a stick. And go here, go hit yourself. Are you serious? Well, okay, not, well, not quite up. that bad, okay. but I, I, I do, okay. I, you know, I do, I do. Well, you know, we have a friend, a mutual friend that teaches a lot of the geriatric crowd that does not get it. Well, it, so, so what? <laughs> So I need some. I need gonna... some amusement time for myself. I yeah I know, but so I think I it's really kind of effed up. Yeah, and I think it's kind of effed up that you're going to give a stick to an old person that probably doesn't get it, and then laugh at them fumble around with it. <laughs> I I never laugh at them to their face. To their face? Are you kidding? <laughs> what I'm hearing? Oh, my fucking God. Okay. Teachers out there listening. Seriously? Are there teachers up really that give weapons to the older crowd, like 80 years old, the geriatric crowd, just so you guys can laugh at them? Give me a break. I almost used the F-bomb there. <laughs> oh, my boy, God. Do I know how to put – boy, do I know how to push your button or what? <laughs> I think it's because I've got the thing about how I think martial arts instructors should should act. I mean, they should have a little bit of compassion, remember where they were. And I know you did not take the street and all of a sudden Officer Kako came up there or anything like that. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that would be impossible. And I don't care how good you think you are. <laughs> Everyone has a learning curve, man, you know, and I know you know that. I'm just joking around with you, but oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe that you give, that you give a stick to the older people just, just so you can, for your amusement, oh, look at them, look at them fumble with it, they just don't get it. This is the reason why you I only teach them, I only teach them like every, every six months, this is when I get invited out, and... I just say, okay. Where do you teach that has, like, geriatrics? 
What? Where do you teach that has geriatric people? You know, a Scots class. 90% oh, of the people oh, are oh. the older set. Oh, I completely forgot. Oh, I mean, they're already martial artists. It's not like I go into an old folks' home and say, here, here's a stick. Let's see what you can do. Okay. Okay, then that's that, that, that redeemed you then. That redeemed you. Because the, the listeners didn't know. It, it made it sound like you just went oh. to, like, you know, of beginners that are like 60, 70, 80 years old, give them a stick and say, oh, and, no, and, and these explain. Are actually experienced okay. martial artists. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, then you just redeemed yourself. <laughs> I no wonder. No wonder you had a conniption. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with my co host? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I take back my I take back my connection. Take it back. That's all I had to say. Experienced martial artists that that don't get a butt. You know. Um, nothing against Scott's class. I love Scott. I love our people. That was when, and I literally remember each time that I used to teach for I remember thinking myself. You're breaking up really bad. No, I'm pretty sure it sounds really good on speed. It's like you've got so much on your computer, your bandwidth is almost gone. Is how you say oh. Here, let me do a double check, folks. Let me check on the uh, on the feed here real quick. <clears throat> okay, let me take a look here. You know, I don't understand why we sounded so good. Just... Because now we're like on Blog Talk Radio and it's just not mixing like it has been before. Right. Okay, so it does sound okay. Um, okay, it sounds yeah. okay. Oh. okay. Yeah, so it's probably just the feed to between us. So anyway, right. I remember thinking to myself, I have to break this down to its simplest components like I do with kids and mirror them instead of show them. Um, because, right. you know, you, you kind of have to take, yeah, you have to kind of take each, each class um, a little differently because you have to, and, and I know all teachers do this, you have to take a look at who's in class, especially in a seminar situation, right? You have to take a look as, as to who's in your class and um, and kind of set the pace based on the least experienced person, in a way. Right, exactly. To set the pace, but then to, yeah, but then to, uh, what's what I'm looking for, but then to modify it for the people that have more experience. Um, and, you know, that's the way I do it with kids. 
Um, and sometimes I do forget that I am teaching a room full of eight-year-olds. You know, I think maybe I'm teaching a room full of 14-year-olds or, you know, 23-year-olds or something like that. And then I go, oh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> now, right. let's, let's, yeah, let's move on this, on the subject a little bit. Um, what about... What about modifying curriculum? I mean, you know, some schools out there will will water down their curriculum to match the age group. And I don't believe in watering it down. Um, what do you what do you think, Bob? Well, I don't believe in watering it down, but like you just said, you do have to modify it for their uh right beginning for their level and for their age. And right. you have to modify some of the language and some of the terminology <laughs> so that they understand <laughs> you a little better. You know what I was going with that, but I didn't it. want to go there. You mean leave out some of the language? <laughs> well, it started to be that, but then I said modify some of the language, meaning terminology and so forth. But you do have to leave right. out some of the language when you're teaching a class of four-year-olds and not a <laughs> class of 30-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in, 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 when I used to teach karate, I left, I left all of the terminology intact. Kibachi, Sudachi, Kukun, Sudachi, Seikun, Seikun, and stuff like that. Everything... Because oh feedback, let me let me fix that. Um, that's everything because it's because at that age it's like learning a, a second language. If they hear it enough, they pick it up. Um, and kids, are, kids' minds are like sponges, and uh, they, that's why they pick languages so easily. Um, and so they did, they did fine. The only thing that I did though. <clears throat> Instead of watering it down and changing techniques, I just broke up the adult curriculum and I broke it up into uh, like mini kumi. We had this thing called kumi, kumi ranks or kumi cute, <laughs> kumi cute, and uh, they're kind of like baby ranks, like stripes, that kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. So, for so my classes, if you were a white belt. You get Ikumi, Nikumi, Sankumi, Yonkumi. And I only went up to Yonkumi for uh, four stripes. And, you know, by then, you would be ready for uh, for Orange Belt. And we broke up the, the Kumi ranks based on uh, basics, six, dancing, kata. Right? And we had a Kumi kata, which was our first kata um, without the hands. So they got all the basics and they knew the terminology for it. And you got Ikumi. You knew all your history, the terminology. You got Ikumi. You knew all your stances, um, you know, and how to move in them. You got your Sankumi. You knew your Kumi Kata and, you know, Yonkumi. And uh, then you got to learn the first form, Pinyon uh, 2. And, uh, <clears throat> and then we went from there to the same. In my, in my class, we did the same thing. We broke up each color rank into kumi ranks. So, you know, if we had 
like, you know, Jutsu rank, it would say, okay, Jutsu, yeah, whatever, right? Um, but I never watered it down because it was just a race of art. However, I have heard of, and I'm just going to put the name out there, Nick Dojo. I have heard of Nick Dojo that were watered down, taking the lead out arms, completely make up for them, change it or something. Or give for, you know, not learning hardly anything. You know, right, <laughs> right. teach friends out there. You know, if you teach kids, um, you know, how do you break up your curriculum for for kids? Give us a give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. All right. Well, and okay, I got something. I got something to share. Okay. I have something to share. I just okay. saw this story that popped up on my phone. You know who Jamie Lynn Spears is? Jamie Lynn Spears? No. Yeah, that's Britney Spears' younger sister. She has an eight-year-old. Oh. got pregnant when she was like 16. Now, this girl was injured really bad, dumped, dumped over on an ATV in Louisiana. I hope she's okay. She doesn't sound it. She's seriously hurt. She was like underwater unconscious type thing. For minutes, so I hope she's okay. Now, the one thing that killed uh-huh. me at the bottom of the article because it was like a paragraph. It says she was on a hunting expedition. Now, Jamie Jamie Lynn oh. was on with her, but who takes an eight-year-old on a hunting expedition? You know, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's like. I'm pretty sure they can come along, but that, but depending on what they're doing, now were they hunting out of a, you know, out of a, a vehicle, you know, like those tours where they drive you around and then, you know, oh look, I'm, oh look, a lino, go shoot it, you know, I mean, is it something like that? That's the case. No, this is in Louisiana, so this this was not non non tour, but she was on an ATV oh, that dumped. Oh my God. That's just. Yeah, I really hope that, she's okay. But yeah, a hunting expedition for an eight-year-old without her mother. No, 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 thank you. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <clears throat> absolutely not. I mean, I'm surprised like CPS, uh, CPS didn't get on get on them about that. I mean, that's that's CPS stuff right there. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Oh my gosh! But man, man, oh man! Uh, so, yes, so let's get back to the changing the curriculum. You know, I I, right, I right. do I do not agree with it watered down, but I do agree with what you were saying about teaching it age appropriately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, breaking it down and you know still giving them the the. Um, you know, the stripes or the, the goals meat. or whatever, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're still but, learning you know the what? meat I remember the it was really funny. When, when you were teaching at Scott's class, when Scott was gone that one time, and I was your Uki, and you were doing something, I knew what you were going to do, I looked at you and go, my God, you suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was about... Because I knew I was about to be in a lot of pain. Oh. <laughs> Come 
compressions, compressions. Gotta love those compressions. <laughs> well, that, those are hard to teach, though. You know, to kids and adults, um, especially you know yeah. if they've never done compressions with a with you know uh, weapons before. You know, the whole like, gotta figure out you know how to get full. You know, four areas of pressure and this and that and the other. And it's hard, you know. I had a hard time with them when I first started learning them. But um, let's go to some Jamie says, Jamie says, you don't water it down. However, we will teach them that if they're fighting an adult, they can't do some of the moves that they could do on someone their own age and size. So I teach them to take an attacker down from feet to the kidneys. So there you go. So she, uh, so that's height appropriate at that point. Height appropriate. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Jamie brings up a good point. How do you change it? How do you water it down? Because you've got to teach the kids, right? And you're going to teach them to use it to be able to use it on somebody their own size, right? Right. Well, we also teach kids how to defend themselves against a full-grown adult attacker. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about watering it down because now it can't be watered down. Now you've got a dangerous individual that wants to take you. Exactly. How do you address that? Exactly. And that's, yeah, and well, that's point, one of the reasons Thank why you. I don't. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't water down. Um, you know, I agree if I'm going to teach him a. If I'm going to teach them a sidekick, I'm going to teach them a sidekick. I'm going to teach them that, you know, it better be strong enough to break a board <laughs> or two or three um, and to know what, where those targets are and to actually practice it. I mean, you know, especially with those, especially with the, you know, with the three and four year olds, sometimes five of you know, we offer them the back one and we go kick it. You know, we don't, you know, we don't say, so. We feel it been a kick, but you know I can only do that. <laughs> probably, probably explains my needs. <laughs> my needs the way they are. But <clears throat> you know, yeah, because it's one thing to kick a pad and say kick it as hard as you can, or to break a board and say or break, you know, break the board. But unless you know what it feels like to kick someone and to see the effect. You know, then what? You know, I've seen a lot of kids and right. adults that can pick a board and be good in kata, but then when it comes to self defense and, you know, having the intention to kick someone, or even if they're going slowly, the intention, they don't, you know, all of a sudden they don't have a kick. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's kind of a little, yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, I'm a firm believer in not watering it down and, and to practice full power against the people that might attack you. You know, yeah, you know, the kids will spar with each other, you know, but when it comes to self-defense, it's me, Jeffrey, and John that will attack the kids. And, you know, right now we're having protective equipment for the little guys. Um, but with some of the older kids... I think it's to buy another set of the land. 
definitely going to need full body protection against some of those some of those kids because you know, ten year olds are as tall as me. You know, your five one is not tall, but like normally a ten year old should be. You know. Thirteen year olds with full with full beards and that. What's with that? With the money rate with some of these kids today? <laughs> Somebody explain I, that. I know. <laughs> Somebody explain that. To me. It kind of reminds me of a previous student that I had years ago. This um this woman comes in with this uh, young man. And tall, tall and stocky. So you know he had a man body and man face. And he comes, he comes in, and he comes in, and wanted to ask about uh, about classes for her son. And I said, Well, how old's your son? She said, Fourteen. And uh, said, Oh, okay. Well, I'll keep that come in. And this kid, Alan, he goes, that would be me. <laughs> I literally stepped back oh and I went, what kind of ribbon did you eat, Ann? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ribbon did you eat? That's <laughs> full beard, so five foot ten or something like that. And I was just like, holy moly. He turned out to be a really good, good practitioner. No watered down. I did need, did need uh, protective equipment against him because he kicked hard. And uh, when he went to compete, we literally had to bring, had to bring a birth certificate because no one would believe that he was 14 or 15. I don't believe he was looking or something, trying to get him, trying to get a trophy in a little or something. We're like, no, he's 14, he's 15, and we had, you know, there were some terms that said, well, he should probably compete with the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, 15 to 17 crowd. Okay, fine, you know, and even then they said, oh, you should probably compete with the, uh, the adult crowd. What? This is caught enough. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. (laughs) That that really is. Yeah. All right. So, um, just a reminder, viewers out there, our phone number is uh, 347-677-0699. And if you'd like to talk to us about kids in the martial arts, give us a call. And if uh, you can get on, uh, get on uh, the listening queue, just press run on your keypad to get in the caller queue and we can get you live on the end. Press the inbox. So that's all you have to do. Pressing one. And somebody press run. And we got someone from area seven zero eight. Seven zero eight here on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Seven zero eight or dynamic dojo. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Oh, hey, Steve. It sounded like something hey, how's it going, was driving. How's it going, Rusty? Good, Steve. Good. 
Are you in a truck? Well, yes, I'm in a truck driving right now. And I got to tell you, I don't know if it's your new equipment, but you were breaking up a bit, and uh, it's harder for me to hear you now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it's the equipment. I think it's my poor computer wondering what the heck is going on. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I was going to add let's that try I this. Think teaching kids is really important because technically they're the next generation. And right. uh, Rusty, when did what, Rusty Bob? When did you start doing the martial arts? What what age? Ten. What about I you, Rusty? Stopped. I started when I was about eight, but I was, like, in and out and wasn't really serious, and I got really serious at around 10 and 11. See, there you go. See, I started technically dabbling at nine years old with Park District Judo, and I got really serious at 12. So can you imagine mm-hmm. if our instructors refused to teach children, where would we be? Right. How would we have felt? Yeah, we would yeah, I mean, if that's the case, if, if, and, if and, and look what they, and look what it's produced. You know, they they set right? the fire oh, okay. to to young hearts when you know we were passionate. All three of us have kept going, so I think teaching children is super important. So I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. What's that? You know, the. No, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. Not disagree. I didn't say disagree. I said I agree about teaching kids. Or can you imagine if a if an instructor didn't teach kids, then most people would get involved in the martial arts at like maybe I don't know seventy. And you know, that's ten years of experience that a kid could have, assuming that they, you know they started at the age. Or something like that, you know. And uh, ten more years of college, and ten more years. Of college. You know, and wow, you know, Rusty, I gotta tell you, I'm catching, I'm missing about every third word. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, you know, let's try this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna unplug this mic. Hold on a sec. And we yeah, can't hear a good. word you say. Oh, yeah, we can hear you fine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the setup. Um, there you go. You'll iron out the bugs. Yeah. Yeah, well, we yeah, last week I, <laughs> we I called in because you guys were talking about giving uh, – I didn't get to actually I, – I, I started listening late, and you guys were – but, of course, you had that weirdo caller, but uh, – <laughs> You were talking about also giving children, if it's the truth, it was a little unusual, but uh, about, right. you know, give what at what age do you give a kid a, uh, a black belt or a junior black belt? And I think, and on the same note, when it comes to teaching kids, I think the idea of a junior black belt is important, but once they turn a certain age, uh, having it transfer over as a purple belt or a blue belt, or a brown belt, or whatever the appropriate rank would be. But I don't think oh, right. a junior black belt should go, should be able to transfer straight to a black belt, because really, they still have a lot more development to go. And then the question right. becomes is, what does that black belt mean in that school? Because obviously, like in Krav Maga, it's straight self-defense. But maybe you right. can go to a school that is a... Uh, a competitive judo school, but on the other hand, 
in terms of self-defense, if you're talking about that, you know, um, that's a little bit different versus a competitive mm. judo school or, or, or something else. It's just different. So what does that black belt mean in that school? Because um, obviously uh, if it was a Krav Maga junior black belt, and I don't know if they even have them in Krav Maga, but they, clearly... Do they even have belts in Krav Maga? <laughs> do they even have belts? What's that? I don't, do they even have belts? Krav Maga, yeah, they do. Oh, okay. They do have they do have an official rank, and now there are there's a couple of different Krav Maga organizations that have broken off, mostly due to politics. But yeah, a friend of mine is mm-hmm. uh, is a fairly high level Krav Maga guy, and I forgot what belt he has right now. He doesn't he hasn't earned their black belt yet, but he is you know in the instructor's ranking and and program. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure how okay. it all works, but I do I do they, they do have belts. Even if they don't necessarily right. wear them, they do give out rank. Right. Okay. I didn't so, know like, that. Especially like, to... if it was like a like a, a school that maybe encompassed some competition, some self-defense training, and so on, what does a 17-year-old or a 15-year-old really know about, like, violent crime, sexual assault? Are they really truly prepared to teach adult women to defend themselves in the event of, of, of serious physical assault? And, and, and do they even have the maturity to talk about some of that stuff? So really, even if they receive their junior black belt, they certainly aren't ready to test for black belt once they turn 18. They still have got a long way to go. But on the other hand, I would hate to think that any of my instructors would have turned me down to learn at such an early age. So teaching children is super important. Right, right. But uh, this is also assuming that people believe that just because you get a show, you automatically become a teacher. Now, let's talk a little bit about you know why we have these shodan, sandan, that kind of thing. I'm sorry, uh, say it again. <laughs> what? I, I'm sorry. You know it's funny. When Bob speaks. I can hear him clearly, but Rusty, you're breaking up. Yeah, you've, yeah, breaking, you've been breaking I, up with me for the whole hour. Yeah, there's nothing I can do because on the live feed it sounds fine. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I looked for the live feed on Facebook and I, I didn't I didn't see you this time. Yeah, it's 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 on there. It's on there now. Um, well, after now after, after I hang up, I'll find it. Yeah, because what we're doing now. Is we're actually broadcasting on our show page and uh, sharing to our personal page instead of the other way around. It should, it should have never been that I broadcast on my personal page. It should have been on the third day. It should have been the other way around. That's kind of why a lot of people don't see it. If you don't, if you haven't liked the page, you don't get notifications. Of it. So no like that page. <laughs> oh, jeez. I thought I had tagged it, put it as following, but I'll have to double check. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a dynamic don't radio, not a don't radio. radio. Okay, well, I, I saw the Facebook thing pop up, so I'll, I'll find it. But on the other hand, I also have to add that uh, because I've taught kids, I give every instructor that's teaching children a lot of credit because that takes an amazing amount of patience. Because yeah. it's, it's yes, part it teaching, does. part babysitting, you know, uh, 
it's it's really that's that's the most difficult thing you can do is to teach children dealing with short attention spans, maturity levels. You know, uh, even the difference between a five-year-old and a seven-year-old are in the same class is massive. You know, so I really give every teacher out there that teaches children, no matter what they're teaching them, a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah, I you know I love kids mainly because. Well, you know, when I did start teaching, I was still a kid myself. I was 15. So, you know, I already knew how to relate to kids, and I just never grew up from that kind of, you know, relation, you know, with, uh, with kids. Um, it's kind of funny, like, my, my business partner, Cheryl, she said, she used to call me if I went away um, on you know, a trip or a tournament or something. She me, but when are you coming back? You know, I've got kids crying you know, when they see me. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> like, they're not going to cry. Oh, after a, Yeah, and then after a while, uh, they, 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 they come up to her and they go, what's the leg and stuff like that. But when I come back, they'll hug my leg and they'll go, oh, it's more Okay. Don, Sandan, Young Don, Shodan, that kind of thing. So, you know, the huge, the huge rank and the dominant, the huge rank from the game of the game, the strategy game, both. And people would give us a big ratio in the game, maybe on the military strategy. And, uh, like that. So we'll do the non-range. Hey, Rusty. Rusty, Bob. Uh-huh. Ah, Rusty, yeah. I hate to interrupt, but I'm, you know what, I can barely hear you right now, so I'm going to actually try to find you on Facebook and listen from there, but I will have very little to add to the conversation because you're breaking up so bad right now that I really can't hear what you're saying. Oh, that sucks. Okay, well, listen on the listen on the feed then. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna find, I'll go I'll go to Facebook and pull you guys up on there. And uh, okay, awesome. I'll talk, I'll be listening to you guys all night. Thanks. Okay, talk to you, Steve. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. All right, I have no idea what's going on. This stuff. Right. The more I talk into the, the more feedback I get. Um, and I think you know I I. I think I do have to figure out. Hold on a sec. Let me try something different. Bob, can you hear me? I can. Okay. That's the weird part is that you can hear me, but. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me think. There's a way to do this, and I'm trying to think about how this is going to work. It's all about wrapping the wire. Hold on, folks. Let me think of something here. Okay, so I take... Wait a minute. Okay, so this is plugged into that for power. Can you hear me? I can. 
Oh, you can hear me. Okay. Yeah. Let me try something different here. Okay. Um. Now, can all the listeners hear me? That's the key. That's the key here. The listeners can hear me. Um, is there feedback? There's less. There's less feedback. Let me okay. go ahead and check this. Let me check this on the live feed, though. Okay. Let me check it real quick here. Oh, you know what? I think the reason why Steve lost us was because Uh, my internet went out for a few seconds. Oh, yeah, my internet went out for a few seconds. Yeah. Let me monitor. And I'm going to have to go low tech because my my, uh, headset's dying. So I'm actually going to use. I I know. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to use my phone like a phone. <laughs> Are you still okay. checking live feed? You got it? Yeah, I'm yeah, okay. So here's the thing is I'm monitoring the live feed, but since there's a delay, it's kinda of confusing, so I had to turn it off. So to address Steve's to address Steve's thing, um, you know, he was talking about, you know, should should there be, uh, or wait a minute, he was, he was saying that yes, there be a uh, uh, junior black belt, but then when they get to when they get of age, that rank be considered like a purple belt or a green belt or a brown belt, and uh, right. We earn the showdown, and I kind of, in a way, I disagree, and in a way, I agree. Now, let me tell you why I disagree. That's why I was talking about the game of golf. It was was um, a way of uh, the ranks of showdown, needon, sanda. It was a way of delineating the expert, uh, the expert uh, rankings. Like you did so many, this many years. And, you know, you're really good at your strategy in playing the game. Right? Now, these titles were given to, you know, teenagers if they happen to be very gifted in the game of Go and, uh, and played like a master player. They still had the ability to gain that ranking. It was the higher rankings that you couldn't get. Like, for example, it's the same thing in kendo. You know, um, you can get a, a showdown in kendo, but the hard ranks to get degree, and especially eighth degree, especially eighth degree. I mean, I've seen people take the test for eighth degree, you know, upwards of like 50 times and still not pass. It's like, really? In kendo. Um, so, with that said, Shodan means first part. And I'm sure all my karate friends will agree with me. First part or first section or first um, place or something like that. It doesn't mean you're a teacher. It doesn't mean 
that you know everything. In fact, it means that you just know your basics and you've mastered, if anything, your basics. That's it. That's it. So to expect a showdown to have any kind of maturity to teach somebody is just as unrealistic for, you know, for a child as it would be for a grown adult. Heck, I've seen, you know, adults that get their showdown in whatever art, and they can't teach worth beans, nor do they know their stuff well enough to be able to break it down to its simple components to be able to teach kids. They know nothing. However, they got promoted because they have the maturity. What? The maturity of being 18? <laughs> you know, that's my point here, you know, is that when you get a showdown or even a need on, you know, this is just my belief that people can just, you know, tell, you know, can can of it and stuff. They don't have to, don't have to uh, agree with me. What do you mean? Am I there, Bob? You mean you can hear me? Hold on. Hold on, Bob. I can hear me on the feed. <laughs> I can hear me on the feed, Bob. I don't know why you can't hear me. Anyway, anyway, can you hear me, Bob? That's weird. I I could then when I put you on speaker, but I couldn't when you weren't on speaker. That's so weird. That's it so was weird. strange. Maybe your headset is dead. I don't know. Well, it it but is. It's I, plugged in, but when I, when I plug it plug me in my headset, it automatically goes off and goes to regular phone. Yeah, because I can I can I can hear us. On the uh, life feed. But anyway, being is that say that someone has to have a maturity or whatever. I think, you know, I think a lot of people here in America or in, you know, Western culture in general, I think a lot of people here in America mistake the black belt for mastery, equate it with mastery. You know, my own senseis told me that when you're a showdown, you know nothing. You're just really good at the basics. When you're a Nidon, now you're really getting to learn what the art's all about. When you become a Sanon, you're good enough to be able to impart it to others. Right? Right. Um, why, and like I said, you know, I've met adults that can't teach worth a crap when they get their black belt. And they're of age. They're 18. They have a maturity. They can hit an adult pretty hard. Is that is that really... What a lot of people think black belt is, you know, it's 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 just a rank, you know. Let's 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 look at this. Technically, I should have gotten black belt at the age of eighteen. Some people's, you know, I've met a lot of kids that are so smart. So intelligent, understand life better than most adults. So I, I say that with you know confidence, conviction. So, so when I was fifteen, I learned I learned a curriculum that was not watered down. I learned a curriculum where if I could hold my own against the adults, then I better learn because self defense is self defense, right? And mm-hmm. you know because I. I got promoted. Because nobody got a black belt. They were, you know, 
16, 20, that kind of thing, right? And it wasn't because kids, it wasn't because kids didn't want it, it was because, like, kids before they got the black belt, right? Um, but, but, Rusty, with that being said, things have changed in 35 years. We can't teach class like our yeah. instructors taught us. You're right. You're you're totally right about that. However, it it's still it's I still don't understand where this mentality of of a black belt means you have to be completely mature and you have to be able to teach someone to defend themselves and this that and the other and blah blah blah. You know, when does when when does being in high school mean that you you you, you mean that you can be a professor? That's that's kind of what it's saying. You know, middle school. And this thing in middle yes school and high no. School who is? But who has told you that? Tech, look, look at who's told you that people, that students need to have a reach of maturity level to become a black belt. Who has told you that? Adults. Old people. <laughs> old timers. They're not old, old people, but people that have been around the martial arts for 30 and 40 years. You know, when we were getting our butts handed to us. <laughs> well, that would make us old timers too if we've been doing it for 40 years. You know? You are. But, <laughs> and you are too. <laughs> yes, I am, and I'm the first one in May because we've had this fight before about people need to be mature. Because you got oh, the helper stick. I got the sheen eye across yeah. the side. We can't do that anymore. No, yeah, I, I agree. And that's not that people were teaching out of their, you know, 70s and then the 80s and stuff where, you know, right. where we didn't, you're right, that we don't live, we didn't live back then in a, uh, you know, Sue happy society. You know, everybody wants to sue everybody now. Heck, you step in front of my martial arts school, someone's going to sue me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 you know it's, it's crazy. But, but my, my thing is, and it's not an argument, my whole thing is that, you know, to, to, to have a kid study, let's say, maybe six years and earning a junior rank, and let's say they're, I don't know, let's say they're 14 when they get their junior black belt. Well, you know, four years go by, now they're 18. Then what? So according to, you know, some people, you know, Steve said, make it a purple belt. So that, so you're going to make that person go through the equivalent of another three year, two years or three years, maybe even four or five years to earn a real shodan, which is a peon rank anyway. And what I mean by peon is that it's it's a low rank. It's the lowest rank in the dawn system. <laughs> so, exactly. So, so you just regulated a 14-year-old that worked their butt off and earned a junior black belt by learning all the katas, by the way, all the katas, you know, self-defense concepts and stuff like this. You just, like, limited a kid back to, like, kindergarten only because somebody wants the age of 18 attached to the rank of Shodan. 
which is a beginner anyway. Makes sense. So now you've got a kid with like 15 years <laughs> of experience. But it's yeah, I think, okay, I, I think maybe Steve had maybe misspoke, and you'll have to excuse me, Steve, as he's listening. Not misspoke, but maybe we're misconstruing what he was saying. Meaning that let's say a kid got a junior black belt rank before the adult class, and now he's entering adult class, and he's right. way before he's 18. Maybe that's what Steve was alluding to. When he reaches the adult class, so he goes from your junior class to an adult class. Right. And then okay, he so takes like a, a lower rank. But, but, okay, Does that so make sense? If, okay, so, yeah, I think so. Let, 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 me, let me repeat it back. So let's just say you're a 14-year-old with a, with a junior black belt. Let's just say he earned it the same way any other adult would. Let's just say. Let's just say. So you've got a 14-year-old with a junior black belt. He goes, he goes into an adult's class. And he has to be a lower rank in that adult class because he's not an adult. Is that what I'm saying? So he should put on like that's, a brown that's belt? What, well, that's what I'm thinking maybe Steve was alluding to. Not that's that he makes he black belt at seven. Maybe, maybe not when he makes, if he makes black belt at 16, all of a sudden he's got to go back down to purple belt and wait two years. I think when he gets into the adult class, Maybe he has to be a lower rank than an adult, and maybe that's what he was talking about. I'm not sure, but I'm thinking maybe that was. Yeah. Well, even even if it does, why? Why would he have to wear a lower rank? <laughs> what, just look, kids, you better wear a lower rank with the adult. So now purple belt, purple belt adult that has maybe two years of experience you know, will be on the same level as someone, as a 14-year-old junior black belt that took maybe six years to get there or something like that. Maybe well, no now, maybe he shouldn't go down to purple belt. Maybe he should go down a queue. Maybe yeah, third queue brown. So, like, brown belt. So, brown belt. Right. Right. A high brown belt, not uh, first not not uh, a fresh brown belt, but maybe a, a uh, first Q. Third brown belt. Um, right, that, that's why, what I meant. <laughs> yeah, but but why? That kid has black belt knowledge. Why would why would he have to be considered a brown belt in an adult class? See, that's the thing. Based on are some people basing. The fact that oh you're not an adult therefore you don't you, you know you don't deserve a black belt or you're not mature enough. But like I said, I've met quote unquote mature people that can't pee worth the shit. You know, uh, can't right. no, worth the shit. Are emotionally immature. Um, and but then I've walked into some some karate schools that have six year old black belts, and I think that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's I can't true. say names, but yeah, one one local guy is six year old black belt. However, you know, I do believe that there well, it depends on the kid. I mean, if there's some six year old that can't even do it, 
dummy and, you know, lines are off and stuff like that, then no, no black belt. But, you know, I posted some videos of this little girl named Masahiro Nakano or something like that. I think that's her name. Incredible performance of Kata MP. Wanchu as we knew it in Butoku Khan. Incredible. In fact, I wish I could do the NP kata as sharp and as clean and with as much kime focus Masahiro. I to this day I wish I could do it that cleanly. In fact, I saw that video. It was in between classes. I went out and I went out on my floor and I tried to remember the kata. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, I suck. Yeah, but but the thing is, Rossi, that girl was a freak of nature. She was too good. She was unbelievable. There are exceptions. But I do believe that. She is the exception to the rule. She is an exception, yes. But if if there's a six-year-old that can't do a front stance, um, you know, kind of thing, um, still walks out of the in class, um, still, you know, has to or, or you know, can't throw a punch or whatever, then no, no, you know. Although I did tell the story about that one five-year-old kid, six-year-old kid that I had. He went all the way up to brown belt with adult requirements, and he was like Masahiro Nakano. Exactly. He had a mind like a steel trap. He had a mind like a steel. Marcus was his name. Boy, I miss that guy. Marcus was his name. And he just, I, and when he got the brown belt, I, I agonized for months, months and months and months. I knew I had a year to make a decision. Do I promote him to black belt? Because, you know, he made it through, he made it through, or uh, not Sankum, he made it through Sankyu, Nikyu, EQ, which is all the brown belt levels. And I, and I, and I knew I had a year because you had, you had to be a brown belt for a year um, before you could be eligible to test for black belt. I agonized for months and months and months do I promote this kid to black belt? What do I do? Is it going to be the last stop of the Pacific Northwest? Well, no, because he can, he's got the moves. He can do it. He's a lot cleaner than a lot of adults. Exactly like um, his self-defense was spot on. Knees and elbows. Eye pokes, gouges, hair pulls, ear pulls, nose, you know, nose breaks. You know, that kind of thing. You know, I I knew that if anyone tried to grab him and put him in a car, someone was going to have broken fingers and a, and a broken nose. But I still agonized about it because of what a lot of people thought. You know, oh, you're just being a McDojo and blah, 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 right? You know? And the kid started when he was four, right? Six and a half. Right. So almost like, you know, three years or whatever. You know, which is amazing because it normally takes like, you know, five to seven years to get a black belt. The only other record I have was some other teenager getting his black belt in one year. But that's a completely different story right there. I mean, that was like, that was like, you know, prodigy type stuff. Um, 
yeah, think about it. And I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't do it. And, well, maybe I should. And it was during that time of thinking about it, he quit. He quit. I don't know if his fire died because of the, you know, of me ionizing and saw the fire in my eyes die out. It wasn't that the fire died. It was more like, you know, what I do, you know? And he quit. Mm-hmm. And I lost an incredible student. Incredible. I, I, I still regret it to this day, you know? I would have promoted him to a black belt. And I would fought for him tooth and nail, and I would have defended that rank tooth and nail. Because in a situation like that, they question his rank, they question my authority. And that's kind of where things get kind of weird. And, you know, and if I would have promoted a black belt, believe you me, I would have been long and hard about doing it. And I'll deal with the lot he has to wear his show on before he goes to meet on. And I'll deal with that when it gets there. But he quit. And I'm wow. just so sorry about it. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why, as a teacher, you know, I, I, I tend to be one of those people in the camp that thinks, yeah, if they show the drive and the maturity of of being able to discipline themselves. That's that's the maturity I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the gravity of self-defense. Do you understand what violence is? Do you understand? You know, all the stuff that only adults understand. It's almost like I want to go up to some of these adults and say, hey, how about you just call yourself Einstein because you've heard of the theory of relativity. Can you explain it? Can you explain any of the stuff that Einstein could? You can't? Oh, well, then you shouldn't call yourself an adult. Boom. You know, I mean, so, you know, if a kid can't understand an adult concept, you know, violence, rape, you know, torture, you know, if they can't right. understand, do we take, do we, do we take that, that, uh, a rank of shot on. Now, I'm not think I'm not saying that a kid should be promoted to like fifth degree. Sorry, I've seen some like 18 year old fifth degrees, <laughs> and that's something to be kind of. That's something that makes me go hmm. But you <laughs> know, for like you know, 13 year old, 14 year old, 15 year old, you know, yeah, give them a show, Don. You know. They'll they'll learn because at that age they're starting to learn about sexuality and rape. What it you know what's consensual, what's not violence. They're good. They'll get that level of maturity. But you know if we're talking about just age, if we're talking about that a bunch of adults don't want some kid to gain a rank that they themselves got when they were twenty five because they started when they started too late when they were in the army or something like that. Just, if that's the case, then chill out. <laughs> and I know that's the case. And I know that's the case with some people. It's, just, it's like, you know, it's like over here in Washington state, we're, we're trying to get, you know, a, a, a bill has been passed about getting the, the minimum wage set to 15 bucks an hour. And you got people, just 
freaking having a conniption fit. People are having a conniption fit because and the first thing they say is, well, I got my first job. I had to work up the ranks to make to make uh, $10 an hour, blah, blah. And they're just having a conniption fit and saying all this stuff. When it really boils down to, oh, you're just pissed off that somebody gets, you know, more than you made when minimum wage was 10 bucks, And you had to work longer for it. That's all. That that that's what, I, that's pretty much all it boils down to. With a lot of these people, not all. Do I think that someone should start 15, 15 bucks an hour? Personally, no. You know, give them a time to earn that. Give them a little bit of seniority and have them earn that fifteen. But no, don't 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 start them at fifteen. Start them a little bit above. You know, minimum wage used to be, but not not at fifteen. Let them earn it. Um, right. No, my my gonna, thing with that, Rusty, is that that's going to hurt the economy because what's going to happen is these employers are not going to be able to pay all no. of their employees that fifteen dollar minimum wage. They're going to have to start laying off people. Exactly. That's why I say that. Well, that's why here in in in, in Washington, there's a there's a period there's a period from when you hire someone. Until they get that 15, there's a certain time period that they, that the employee has to go through. And I forgot what it was. And it boils down to, you know, basically the employer paying them what minimum wage was. I got what it was. I don't know if it's still eight or whatever. And it goes up in steps. But it has to happen within a certain time frame. I don't know if that's a year or what. Uh, quit before then, then oh, that's so sad. You don't get 15. to especially new ones start startups to grow their company and to be able to figure out exactly what they need and exact and to figure out their operation so they can afford to pay people fifteen and not over hire and people off and all that other kind of stuff. But anyway, back to the subject I think that's how a lot of people back to the subject, I think that's how a lot of people are thinking in regards to rank. I think a lot of people are are thinking in terms of not all but some. How can you be a black belt? You're only 15, you know, and I'm, you know, 32. You know, that's not fair. I don't know. That kid put in, you know, five six years. I think. Well, it's you fair. know, and we have the I same did. problem though, Rusty, with adults ranking to a fifth degree by 24 or 25. Now, is that possible? Yeah. Absolutely. If they reach, because uh, there's one school here in town, it's one year, and Craig Carter was like that too, one year per per Don rank. Yeah. You could test for it in point. one year. So if you made showdown, let's say at 18, you could legitimately be right. a seventh by 25. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think there should still be a limit. Right, I you know to that even with adults, I, I I think that okay. So let's say, let's say, and you know I have no qualms about one year after you get to touch the next don rank because at, at my school, you know you well, you don't get a don, you get like an apprentice, and you have a year after that. I mean it's considered first degree, but you know it's to make to make not exception. It's to give enough time for that person to when they get to first degree, which is the seeing title, that they can become a teacher and not wait until their third degree. 
that's why there's an apprentice black. It acts like a fur right. way, right? So mm-hmm. anyway, they get the apprentice. You have to wait one year. Then you can test for second. At second, it's a minimum of one year, but we suggest two. Okay, then, you know, two or three. Um, wait, no, I'm sorry. We It's a minimum of one, but we usually have people go to three. Okay, so four years, now you're, um, you know, now you're third degree. That makes sense. Now you're a Sifu if we give you that title, right? So five years, but that's third degree, right? <laughs> Not fifth, you know, but do I have a qualm with that one year? Okay, that's great. But me, I think stop it at fifth and then make it three years or five years. So that way, by the time they get to seventh, it makes sense, you know? Sifu Al Dacascas, he's, He's he's a knight now, but it's taken since 1960. What? <laughs> right, it's taken 50 years, right? you know. Yeah, and that, that's not that he's 50 years old. It took 50 years from when he started. Yeah, exactly. And does and to have some like 28 year old carry a knight degree? No, give me a break. Compare that to Sifuel. No. I, I I refuse to see that. <laughs> right. I refuse to see a thirty-year-old, you know, with a rank like that. And it's not because it's not because I don't think they deserve it. If the teacher thinks they deserve it, then all the power to them. When I say I refuse, I refuse to. I in a way, I I refuse to acknowledge that they put in less years than some of the venerated masters that you and I. Idolize Bob, people out the Nietes, you know that kind of thing. The well, the grandmasters now, you know, of the of the Kakwe Kenyete clan, you know, um, students of students of uh, uh, Dan Osanto, you know, what you know, they gotta have the years, and that's my point. Is if a child has the years. Why not promote them to Shodan? And why not let them keep that and wear that belt that they earn, and they, you know, if they visit an adult's class? Now, if somebody's like 10 years old, should they be in an adult's class? Not for Kumite, for Kata class maybe, definitely. And they should be able to keep that rank, not wear a brown belt or whatever just because, oh, you're just a little kid. You know what I mean? Um, but Definitely, I think they shouldn't be in an adult's class for sparring. No, that would make no sense. Um, mm-hmm. Take them up to the teens class. Take them up to the teens class where they get hit, you know, and it can hit other kids. Because at 10 years old, you know, if that 10-year-old stays in the same, you know, 7- to 10-year-old class, if they're a black belt, they're going to make kids cry. They're going to have to go to the teens class. Adult class is definitely not, but I do think they need to keep that rank because of years, right? And for, you know, it's just the same, you know, if, a, if, if there's a 25-year-old seventh degree, that's just, as, that, that's just as ridiculous as making a kid that already has tears go back down to purple belt and have them earn it again. And, and, and earn the other ranks again to make a quote unquote adult black belt. That's just as ridiculous. My opinion. Just my opinion. 
you know, because, you know, age, age isn't everything. It's not about the age. That's just my opinion, though. But anyhow. Um, um, oh, gosh, it's almost 8 o'clock. <laughs> I know, and I think we, we uh, should also talk about uh, what we came here to talk about. What we came here to talk about. Yes, we have 15 minutes. Let's talk about it. Let's start with Bob. Now, did you go live again? Because I'm getting feedback, and I can hear my own voice. Oh, try that. Try that. Okay, now now I don't hear. No, now I do. No, there it goes. It's better uh, now. Okay, but go ahead. So let's talk about okay. next weekend. Uh, yes. It's going to be a rough Start weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a fun weekend, though. Yes. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's going to be rough. And, uh, you know, I really don't know how this staying up 24 hours for me is going to um, I'll probably be in the corner taking cat naps, you know, 15 minutes. Here, Bob, you got this one, and I'm out, you know, for, <laughs> for an hour. Right. Okay, your turn to take a nap, you know. <laughs> I'd much rather do that way. Yeah, it's Man, like your that's turn. We need to yeah, and we need to – that's something that we need to discuss is that, you know, I will start a feed and take a nap. <laughs> right. And, and I will and then I will end the feed. I don't care if there's dead air. I will end it myself. I don't want anyone touching any of my stuff. <laughs> I all right with all that equipment. Yeah, unless we do a segment on my phone. If we do a segment on my phone, then yeah, you know, it's easy peasy. Just press stop live feed on Facebook. But you know, if I'm gonna hook up the mixer and stuff, then no, nobody touches nothing. But it's going to be great. Um, uh, Michael Matsuda and we and we are booked. Working. We are, we are, yeah. I didn't think we were going to be able to fill everything, but we did. No, neither did I. <laughs> uh, but we so did. I'm surprised. Right. right. Why don't we have you tell our viewers one more time about what's going on next Saturday? I have to stand up. My feet are asleep. So go ahead. Wow. Well, next Saturday, we're going to start off at 4 o'clock with the uh, Dynamic Dojo Honor Day, which is going to be really cool. A lot of people are going to be there. The press is going to be there. I'm trying to get the city council there from the city of Burbank. Uh we're we're gonna have uh, videos of our of the pictures that we have and and we had people send in videos. Uh, neither one of my kids can make it because they're ending up working that day, but they're sending in videos, I think. Uh, and after that, we go right into the telethon. So after our honor day, we take pictures with everybody, that sort of thing, and people are starting to clear up, you know, put away the chairs. Uh, stage that whole thing move our our backdrop inside now after that we're going to have a sumo challenge by America's Abbasamas uh, which he's going to talk about sumo and then he's going to have a sumo challenge who can push me out of this square which we're going to lay out for him and then we're going to have comedians uh, several comedians we just had another one sign up yesterday while I was standing there talking to Michael Michael got a phone call from this uh, 
from from this woman comedian. Uh, it's going to be great, and we're going to have uh, singers. Uh, uh, what else? So we're going to have comedian singers. We're going to have a barbershop quartet, which is going to be really cool. Uh, we've got a guy oh, cool. coming in, Robert Dixon, that's going to be uh, an Elvis. Uh, he's going to do an Elvis tribute. Uh, God, what else do we have? We have demos. We have hula. We have several demos. We've got uh, uh, Kazan Dojo, uh, William Christopher Ford coming in, uh, Norco Taekwondo coming in doing the demo, Rama coming in doing a demo, Angie Abad from Abad Mencia uh, Martial Arts coming in doing a Kedro Campo demo. Uh, We have so much stuff going on. It's unreal. The museum is going to be open for the full 24 hours, people are going to have to knock on the door in the wee hours of the morning, absolutely. But the museum is going to be free to the public for that 24-hour period. And they can free see the stuff happening. Public. Yes. Yes, free to the public. Come on now in. Now there's going to be a couple Bring ways to donate. Uh, he, he's, uh, Michael's putting in another phone line, so we're going to have two phone lines going to donate. Uh, the website's going to be up to donate. Uh, Facebook, uh, when you call in, we're just going to take your information and say thank you very much. There's going to be different levels that you can donate, and you get certain things for certain levels, you know, T-shirt, maybe dinner with a martial arts celebrity like Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, that kind of thing. It's going to be an, an amazing weekend. Yes. It's going to be absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. And like Bob said, it's going to be open 24, 24, 24, 7, yep. 24, 7, 24. You, you have, you have, you have problems saying that, don't you? 24, 1. The only problem I see is that there's no room for breaks. We're going to have to take a break to cool down the equipment and just, to, just, just to decompress. Uh, and the, yeah. the the volunteers and the the participants are going to have to understand that. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's going to be incredible. Yeah, please understand, folks, because you know I know for a fact that the Jerry Lewis telethon wasn't never really ran completely on time. Um, and you know Bob and I and Mike and uh, some of the volunteers are going to be staying up to going to try to have 24 hours with like little cat naps here and there. Um, the other day I found out what a 15 minute cat nap felt like uh, <laughs> in the car. I just closed my eyes before one of my classes and then I woke up 15 minutes later and I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. I felt kind of, I felt kind of still tired, but I was refreshed instead of groggy. So as long as I do mm. that, periodically, I should be okay not go completely insane. <laughs> right. And we're going to have, well, when we're asking everybody, bring food. We're going to need a lot of food for, lot for of everybody because we're we're going to be recycling volunteers because volunteers are going to be coming and going the whole 24 hours. We're, we're the only constants. It's going to be you, me, and Michael. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to be bringing food. I'm going to have my little coffee pot there full all the time. How big is this coffee Uh, pot? It's only a 12-cup 
she Jenny didn't want to hassle with getting the sixty cup, so we're gonna have a twelve cup coffee pot going all the time. Yep. We're gonna have food galore. Uh, Michael says if we're short on food, we'll order a pizza, or have somebody run to Costco and get yeah. a couple pies. Uh, it's just going to okay. be an amazing weekend. It's going to be so much fun. I so can't. I so can't wait. Um, it'll be great. And uh, come on out, also, folks, to the Dynamic Dojo Honor Day. Have a, a celebrate with us. You know, it's been four, four some odd years of uh, four some odd years of Bob and I you know, taking our passion of the martial arts and working our butts off to, to bring this content. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and since you said that, you know, our honor day is the start of the telethon, and all of our right. proceeds benefit the Impact Our Future uh, campaign for the Martial Arts History Museum to get a larger space. So that's why that's one of the reasons we're pushing so hard for people to come to our honor day because that all the money will go back into impact our future, and that will be exactly. the start of 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 the telethon. That'll that'll put some money there, all, all already there instead of starting from zero at six o'clock. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's uh, so. If you're in the L.A., Burbank, or surrounding area, anywhere in California. Come on down to Burbank. Come out to the Martial Arts History Museum and celebrate with us. Um, me and Bob couldn't have done any of this with and our listeners. You know, on our network, we have over 400 episodes. Um, some of them funny. Some of, a lot of them funny. Some of them not. Some of them sad. Some of them not. You know, and we work our butt off to you know behind the scenes to get you this kind of content and. Um, you know, so, you know, please come show your support for the Martial Arts History Museum. Celebrate with us. It's a potluck. Have some food with us. It's a party. In fact, Michael wants to make this a 24-hour party. I kid you not. A party. So come on. Come all. <laughs> come on just, out. Just because, no, man, no booze. No booze. No booze. Sorry, folks. No, no, booze. no, booze. no booze. Nope. That's the only thing this party is going to be missing. Yeah. Not that it's not going to be Miller time at the end, but it will be. At the the end, at the end, I'm going to want a big juicy steak and someplace to nap. (laughs) That's because you know you're coming in at ten o'clock in the morning and you're going to hit the ground running. I'm going to come off that plane and it's boom, straight to the, well, it depends. I I might need breakfast or something, but it's straight to the museum, set up all this stuff, check the sound, check for connectivity to Skype because we're going to have people Skyping in, Um, just making sure everything is hunky-dory, table for food, making sure, you know, uh, where we plan for acts to be. Me and Bob are going to boom. The second I touch down in Burbank, and you know what? It's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, it's it's our pleasure to help out Michael and the Martial Arts History Museum because it is the only museum of its kind in the world. And, and the stuff that Michael has on display in there, incredible. 
I mean, just the other day, Bob was there. Richard Bastillo came by and donated a pair of Cockwhite Kennedy sticks and a rope whip that was hand plaited by Momoy Kenyete and uh, one of his uniforms. It's those opponent's uniforms. I think it was when they were yellow. Was it yellow? Was it one of the yellow ones, Bob? No, he donated his because he was the head coach on the USA and Screaming team. Oh, he donated right, right. that uniform. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I, when I saw the picture, I just saw something that looked like white, yellow, whatever. And I thought, oh, I remember the yellow days. It was back in the 70s. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I know it was really now. good. And by the way, he consented to be on our show. Yes. So we're going to be setting that up, you know, sometime after these next couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, we've got that, um, the, the Dynamic Dojo Day happening um, on Saturday the 11th and the, the telethon. It's going to be so much fun. And the following weekend, this is for my Seattle peeps out there, Seattle peeps. I've got about five spots left in the Kathy Long seminar that I'm holding at my school. So five spots left. $50, only $50 if you pre-register by the 10th of February. Otherwise, it's $65 after the 10th. And after I get those five slots filled, and all I need is your name. You don't have to pay now. Just give me your name. If you get your name on there, you, you have the early bird price. But if you get your name in after the 10th, it's 65 bucks at the door. So, you know, you guys just get your name on there. Pay when you get there. Cash only. Um, and uh, come on out. Have fun. Coach Kathy is going to go over some uh, basics, kickboxing and mitt drills, and uh, Kung Fu Sansu self-defense. So come on out. It's a great time to, even if you're a uh, traditional martial artist, it's a great time to kind of glean some modern application into your traditional art. So, you know, learn, get your picture taken with five-time world kickboxing champion. All right. Well, we are almost out of time. So do you have any closing remarks before we head out there, Bob? You know, it's so surprising. All your research, all my research showed that we could only do Facebook Live for 90 minutes. Well, two weeks in a row, we've done it for over 120. I know, right? I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So if we, run over, if we run over 90 next weekend, no issues. No issues. Absolutely not. Oh, and, and by the way, we're, we're going to have all the people there that have phones, we're going to request everybody go Facebook Live on us the entire yes. time we're there. So instead of hitting yes. 5,000 people at a time, we're going to hit up to 100,000 people at one shot and all night. So we're going to hit be able people from Australia, England, uh, China, well, maybe not China because they may yeah. have restrictions, but all these places all over the world are going to be able to see us because we're going to be on the whole time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And if you guys can't sleep, just tune in to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, um, and our live feed will be there. Um, the live feed will also be shared on my Facebook profile page and Bob's Facebook profile page, and we encourage all of you, our loyal listeners and fans, to share it also. Um, let's let's get the Martial Arts History Museum into a bigger venue. Okay, Michael has worked too hard for too long to be in that small building. He needs an 8,000-square-foot facility. 
Oh, and, yeah, and some of the stuff he so has what? from Fulio DeMura's uniform and all these uniforms and weapons and things that are sitting, collecting dust in storage. He's got to yeah. be able to pull it out. Exactly, and he wants to have a media center there. You know, he was talking to me earlier, and he's like, I'd really like to have a media center there, so that way there's like a corner just for you guys. So if you guys want to – if you come in and you want to do an interview with somebody, come on in and do it. I'm like, I love you, Michael. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, he wants I to have a 200-person theater where we don't have to I mean, set up and that? tear down anymore. It's going to be great. Yeah, how cool is that to have a theater for, like, you know, uh, you know, martial art movie premieres and stuff like that? Well, anyway, we are running out of time. I wish we had more time, but you know how that goes. So this is Rusty and Robert. We are signing out. Uh, you'll see us broadcasting live for 24 hours starting next Saturday at 4 p.m. February 11th, Dynamic Dojo Day and the 24-hour telethon for the martial arts. And maybe we should we'll do, you, then, you and I maybe should do uh, uh, one more Facebook Live before the event, too. Oh, yeah. We'll probably do one, like, I don't know. I don't know, Friday, Friday night or something. We'll figure it out. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You'll see another Facebook Live from us sometime during this week. But until next week, right. have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye now. This is Bye-bye.